Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Are you a business owner looking for help with HR benefits and payroll? MWG Employer Services offers a wide range of services and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. I was so overwhelmed with HR stuff. MWG Employer Services took all the stress out of it and even set up my payroll. I couldn't be happier. MWG Employer Services is here to help you succeed. Call us today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. And today's Sports Talk Mississippi Wait, comes what? to Who you. What? I'll stop it. Don't mess up the beginning, the very beginning. Guy? Coming to you from the Pearl River Resort Studios live from the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Hey, we hey. missed him so much. Look at him. Look at that face. Really, look at that face, though. Yeah. It's got a lot of, a lot that, of red on it, doesn't it? A little sunburn? A little, little sunburn, a little windburn. Uh, right. the, the red will turn into a nice color. Yeah, you know, that when it was the, I think it was Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, and sunny day, no sunscreen whatsoever, had sunglasses on, wasn't even wearing goggles that day. Because we weren't skiing anything no. aggressive, because I wasn't good enough to ski anything aggressive, and uh, we got there that night, and I took, you know, got back in the room and looked in the mirror, and I was like, oh, oh, hello, I'm a little red now, and then I thought, you know, I, I, I felt kind of like pasty winter white for the last month or so. We'll just live with the sunburn for a little bit. It's uh, it's good to be back. Uh, it's good, good to have you back. Good, good time away with family, but good to be back and good to be as always uh, at Pearl River Resort. That's where we are today for day two of March Madness, the NCAA men's basketball tournament. We got the women's basketball tournament going on as well, uh, including games later tonight. Uh, what a couple of hours from now, Mississippi State will begin its women's tournament run. Ole Miss will play tonight at nine o'clock as an eight nine out on the West Coast. They've already begun their their tournament run. They had played the first four. Yeah, what's your take on that? We had a bunch of people yesterday say that the, and it's kind of my fault because I kept saying yesterday, day one of the NCAA tournament. So I fed into that, but we got a bunch of texts yesterday. This is the real first day. State didn't make it. State didn't make it. State didn't make it. Did Mississippi State make the NCAA tournament, yes or no? Yes, they made the NCAA tournament because their name was announced on Selection Sunday, but... It is a hollow, empty feeling if your name is not part of the big bracket. And if you don't win, if you got to play in Dayton, or where, where do they play the Dayton, four for the Dayton. women's? Oh, oh. I mean, women are just played on site. Okay. If, if you got to play in Dayton and you don't win, then yes, you were in the tournament. Yes, in your, your the annals of your record book, you were in the NCAA tournament. But it doesn't really feel like you were in the NCAA tournament. 
You disagree with that? Hey, that, I mean, that, you, that's pursed lips, and I know you, I know you want to disagree with it, but deep down, I'm do just, you disagree? I, just, I will just say that if you had said no, I had a fantastic rebuttal. Uh, but that being said, there is something to what you're saying. Like you, you don't, because you wanted to travel to the, the where the big regional was. Yeah. You want that. But you played on a court that said NCAA tournament, March yeah. Madness. You weren't allowed to bring a drink out there unless it was in an NCAA cup. You were in the tournament. <laughs> yes. They're, they're, no, I, they're tough on that, man. I, look, I will I will argue uh, until I can't see straight that, yes, if you are – if your name is announced on Selection Sunday, that you, yes, are part of the NCAA tournament. But I would also argue that it is an incredibly empty and hollow feel if you don't win that game in Dayton. That's most days of my life. It's fine. <laughs> there you go. Good to be with you this afternoon. We welcome you to be part of the conversation on the C Spire text line, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from C Spire Business, backed by world-class IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in Seaspire Country. I'm Richard Cross, alongside Michael Borky and Brian Hayden. I've got Will East in the studio today. William, happy Friday to you. Happy St. Patty's Day. Everybody yeah, got the green on? Green? No, I got green on. I've got green on. Is it's like, it's yeah. mint green. Is it like seafoam? That's yeah, green. Look, I got a green shirt and shoes and shamrock socks on. All right. So I'm all right. You're good. I'm, yeah. I'm festive. There, there shan't be any pinching at this table. All right, no, no. pinching. Do you want to rub salt in wounds? By the way. Sure. But before we transition away from Mississippi State in the NCAA tournament, have you seen? This feels like this is a better question for Hey Dad. Have you seen the score of uh, yeah. Pittsburgh's second game, not, if you will, in the NCAA not tournament? Around up there. Well, they've got they've switched it or something. But the last one I saw was like twenty six to four or something. Twenty two to six with okay. eight minutes to go in the first half. Iowa State has six points in twelve minutes of basketball. Can I steal somebody else's joke, unrelated to yes, what you, you are saying, but also this feels like it would be uh, rubbing salt in the wounds for, for, for some people that might be listening out there today. I, I will give credit where it's due. Tom Fornelli, who sometimes is a good follow on Twitter, but usually it's just tweeting bad picks that he's making. You don't trust the process? Uh, Tom Fornelli tweeted this morning, it really is amazing the links that Texas A&M will go to avoid playing Texas. You know, I'd be willing to bet. Wow. There, I'd be willing to bet there are more than one Texas A&M fan out there that would rather have lost that game than lost to Texas in the next round. That they would have oh, rather. Oh, I agree with that. Oh yeah, I, yeah, a, no, I agree a, a with lot that. of them are. are if if I'm going to lose, I'd rather it be now instead of to them. Absolutely. But look, there's there's losing your opening round game, and then there's losing your opening round game on twenty or by twenty. When basically everybody spent the entire week saying that you were underseeded yeah. as the number two team out of the SEC, it yeah. didn't even feel like they lost by twenty. It felt like forty. I mean, they they, they got just they got blitzed, man. Uh, we, we we are coming to you from the sports book at the Golden Moon. You want to get in on the uh, action? You can do that. Let, let me let me, you know, if you put together a parlay. You yeah. know it's a long shot in the first place, right? Absolutely. I mean, generally speaking, parlays don't hit. It's why the yards are, are, are stacked. But they're still fun to do. Yeah. And sometimes you can you can put together a parlay that you get decent value on simply by the number of things that you put in there. Like you could do, you could do a three-team parlay 
where you took three underdogs and bet $25 and you might win a couple of hundred bucks. Or you could do a four-team parlay where you have heavy favorites where the odds aren't great. For example, 40 to win 113, hypothetically. Where you had Tennessee to lead at halftime. Texas to lead at halftime. Duke to win outright. And then Texas A&M minus one and a half in the first half. You could have given me Texas A&M plus 17 in the first half. And it still wouldn't have hit. But it's uh, that's why they call it uh, investing, right? Is that what it's called? Yes, S- something Spe- like that. Speculative, speculative investing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's how it goes. You can't control how the stock market turns out. That's why uh, sometimes casino is so nice. Uh, it's a good point, uh, but it still is a lot of fun. Three finals so far today in the men's NCAA tournament. Baylor, uh, it was not easy, but they did pull away late. They ended up outscoring the Gauchos of UC Santa Barbara by 19 in the second half, and they went at 74-56 after trailing by a point at halftime. Uh, Xavier, 72-67 over Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State led this game 61-48. With like six minutes to go, mm-hmm. they gave up a 15-0 run and ultimately got beat by five. That's yeah, a 24-6 run to finish it. Uh, Eddie Radosevich, who covers Oklahoma, said this, so I'm going to pair something he said, but he's spot on. There, there is nothing in sports quite like a deep run, like a 15-0 run, like it, uh, Xavier went on in the second half of a postseason basketball game. As a fan, there is very few yeah. things more exhilarating We're winning. than We're win in game. the middle of a run like that yeah. in the second half. It is awesome. And, you know, Sean Miller. Post-game interview with Sean Miller, Evan Washburn, asked him, he said 13-0 run to, to tie this game up, 15-0 run to, to take the lead. How did you do it? And Sean Miller said, honestly, I don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he put his appreciated and, the candor and sweat and a, a lot of sweat and a lot of sweat into into that. That that guy, he he is uh, a sweater. Of all the people that are happy that they don't have to wear suits Say anymore, again? he's a Spetzer. Ah, yes. Yeah, I mean, just if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just Sean Miller sweating. And Google will show you hundreds of pictures. A dry fit was made for that guy. (laughs) He needs it. Nobody works harder on the sidelines than him, apparently. I was asking Buzz Williams about the three-piece suit, and he goes, honestly? He's like, uh, I was in pretty poor shape at one point and sweated a lot. And so when I started trying to lose weight, I started sweating even more. And he said, I realized that a vest vest cover, I got tired of people talking about how much I sweat. So I just started wearing a vest where you couldn't see it through my dress shirts. Okay. That's uh, pretty smart. I appreciate the honesty. Michigan State, 72-62 over Southern Cal. So Sparty advances. you got several games that are going on right now, uh, including St. Mary's leading VCU. 61-51 as that game nears its conclusion. Marquette is up 10 on Vermont, uh, about the midway point of the second half. Pittsburgh, who uh, Mississippi State saw up close and personal, uh, leading 22-8 to over Iowa State Uh-oh. with seven minutes to go in the first half. A cyclone run. Yeah. They've scored six on answer. <laughs> Creighton is up early on NC State, 13-8. to Got more games coming up this afternoon and this evening. We'll talk about those with you as well. Just getting started, Sports Talk Mississippi on this Friday afternoon, St. Patrick's Day. Hope you're having a great day as we roll toward the weekend.
think I know, but I feel like I'm afraid to say it because you guys are all going to laugh at me. Go ahead. Dropkick Murphys? Yes. Okay. Yes. Hey. Hey. Yeah, the departed. It was between that and Pat Green, and it just felt like Dropkick Murphys was a better guess. Uh, Welcome back. Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk TV. We're coming to you live from the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. Don't have plans this weekend? How about you hang out uh, at Pearl River Resort? Got the gaming floor behind us inside the Golden Moon. You've got the gaming floor across the way at Silver Star. You've got uh, Dancing Rabbit Golf. By the way, the Azaleas course undergoing some renovation. So right now, uh, you can make the most of your time at um, the Azaleas. The Oaks. I'm sorry. Just out of practice. That's out, all right. I've been out yeah. of it for a the week. Golf and, guy didn't know. And, uh, and here we go. So, yeah, the uh, the Oaks, uh, so redoing the bunkers, redoing the clubhouse, really some great stuff that's coming for Dancing Rabbit. We'll tell you more about that as we uh, we move through the show this afternoon. It is, as always, great to be with you. Tons of basketball conversation. But also, SEC baseball began last night. Kind of. Uh, Florida, yeah, sort of. It, it really began for Florida. History was made. What are it, we talking about? It, shut your face. It really began for Vanderbilt last night. I don't know this history thing that you're talking about. A historic day. Just because it's the first time something has happened. It's, but it's not. I mean, it's not really. There, there have been seven inning wins Talk all over the place in SEC baseball. Dark and hollow place. Um, Ole Miss goes to uh, Nashville Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, and they lose uh, by run rule in seven innings. I'm sorry, in eight innings. It wasn't even a, it was eight innings. Eight innings. Yeah. yeah, twelve to two, the final. And Vanderbilt had what six runs in the bottom of the eighth inning to uh, to walk it off and celebrate with uh, all the people that Michael Borky holds so dearly at Hawkins Field last night. Oh, Vanderbilt um, fans are fine, but. No, actually, no, they aren't. no I, I want to revise that because I learned last night that not only do they tolerate the Whistler, they now have graphics up on the Jumbotron not- to encourage when to whistle and when to clap along with the whistle. So not only do they allow that to happen, they now encourage it to happen. So every person there is the worst. Let's go get Duke, kick Vandy out. We bring in Duke. Have the academics, yes. get a better basketball team. Good baseball team, too. And we're done with them. I mean, it's not like you lose quality baseball. Team. Better football team. They're getting better at football. I mean, I had to listen to the game on the radio for a good bit last night, and the guy had to have been sitting right in front of DK or in front of his natural sound mic mm-hmm. because it dominated the radio broadcast. Not as bad on television. When I finally got to you know sit down and watch yeah. the last few innings on TV, couldn't really hear it. But I felt bad for apparently the, the Vandy radio guy during the game told him to stop uh. because he wasn't able to, to call the game on the radio. You know, it's one of those things where once you – like recognize that it bothers you. You can't it's stop. Over. Can't ignore it's it. It's over. It, yeah. But but if you can just like listen, like okay, I know there's going to be whistling in the background. Whatever. I'm just going to listen to the game. It's fine because it doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I, I just yeah. I don't know. I've like I've figured out a way to kind of halfway tune it out. But if it bothers you, I mean, I understand it really, it's, it's over, yeah. really well, bothers. And, I, and I, again, I did like five and a half innings on the radio where it was horrible. I, I mean, I. It, it, I, I can't believe Kellum could concentrate and make calls. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, some of the calls that, that David Kellum or the TV broadcast had to make last night were uh, great defensive plays for Vanderbilt. Uh, 
This just in, Enrique Bradfield Jr., really good. Still good. Uh, Vanderbilt's right fielder uh, made a huge diving catch in the ball game. A couple of double plays turned. And it feels like a long time ago now, two weeks ago, that we were talking about how good Ole Miss was defensively. What, they made two errors or three errors through their first ten games of the season. Well, it's kind of gone the other way, and they make four errors on turf last night. No, no bad hops on uh, on turf. Just did not play a good game. We're going to visit with Brad Henderson coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. He was there. I talked with Brad a little bit last night. He said, look, he said, I don't really think that Vanderbilt is ten runs better than Ole Miss. He said they were last night. He said last night... Everything that Vanderbilt did, offensively, defensively, on the mound, worked. And basically nothing that Ole Miss did last night worked. And the result is you get a 10-run loss in your SEC opener. Yeah, and there's a couple of those errors that you mentioned. I mean, uh, Chatagnier, it was a really tough play. I mean, I, I, classifying it as an error is a little disingenuous because he he was sprinting to his right and had to, like, turn and throw it across his body and just miss the throw, but... I swear, every Ole Miss error led to a Vanderbilt run. Like they, they capitalized on every. It was time like points off turnovers, pretty much. Yeah, uh, Vanderbilt was great in that, and and there was a uh, an element to that's baseball with Ole Miss offensively last night. There was a couple of hard hit balls right at people, or uh, what is it? Their freshman shortstop made a great play yeah. uh, that robbed the base hit last night. Things like that, where it's just kind of you know baseball happens, and it seemed like they saw the ball pretty well for the most part and, and hit it okay. Just right to people. The issue is, as, as Haydad and I talked about yesterday, they needed Doherty to give them a quality start because he's done that once so far this season in place of Elliott, and, and he didn't. And when you get down in such a hole like that and you're on the road in the SEC playing against a quality arm, you're not just going to score 13 runs and win a game. You're right. Yeah, you're, you're going to have to hit, but you're also going to have to pitch and you have to play good defense. And uh, if, if one of those things is missing then it gets tough. If you're missing two of those elements, then it becomes almost impossible. Uh, and Vanderbilt, frankly, is a team that has not swung it all that well this season. If you've watched Vanderbilt scores, like even in midweek games against you know Tennessee Tech or Austin P or whomever, you can find a lot of low-scoring games. That was not the case last night. Four home runs for Vanderbilt. I, I was not able to watch much of it. I listened to a bunch of it, kind of like you did, Borky, watching the highlights, though, this morning. A couple of those home run swings were impressive because it was not like cement mixer breaking ball hanging out over the heart of the plate yeah. or grooved fastball that the guy was just on time with. It was like went down and got one or took a pitch that was down and away and hit it 415 feet to straightaway center field. So yeah, impressive hitting, and, and certainly Vanderbilt deserves all the credit in the world for that win last night. So... That's if I tell me if I'm wrong. That's yeah. three, that's three starts, three Fridays without Hunter Elliott, correct? That is correct. And one and two, one and two. Trend or, or something that that, that Ole Miss can get around. Trend. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a trend. You've got a all American pitcher who's on the shelf, and you don't have another all American pitcher. Look, I mean, so let me back up a second. When you think about the rotations in the SEC, if Brandon Sprout got hurt right now for Florida, I don't think you would, even though he went nine-inning complete game with 11 strikeouts last night and was beautiful in that win, I don't think all of a sudden you're like, you know, Florida cannot win on Friday in the SEC because 
what do they do? Do they move Castiglione up or Castiglione up to the Friday guys, a true freshman? Do they just bump Hurston Waldrop up a spot? They've still got a potential first rounder that, that's pitching right. the first game. Jack Doherty's not that. Jack Doherty is a good pitcher. But he's not pitching in the role that Ole Miss determined before the season was the best role for him. If Mike Bianco and Carl Lafferty had decided that the best role for Jack Doherty was to be a starter, he would have begun the season as a starter. But they decided going into the year that the best role for Jack Doherty was to have him to be able to plug in at any point during the weekend following a starter to try and shut it down. You saw last night. Right, I mean, you, you they're two at, and two, by the way, with him. So it's it's been four, four weeks. Four yeah, this was, okay, this was the fifth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Doherty goes four innings, eleven hits, six runs, five of them were earned, and Vanderbilt they scored two in the second, and you know, th- three solid innings out of Jack Doherty. I, I think that's kind of what you'd love to get from him out of the bullpen. That yeah. was what his role was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, that, it's that's not. what they determined his role was going to be going into the year. I do think they feel good about the experience of Jack Doherty, and you have seen his ability to to rise to the occasion. Yeah, but they're absolutely anxious to get Hunter Elliott back. Yeah, and uh, what I'm concerned about is, you know, are you sure you're going to get the Hunter Elliott that you know back when he comes back a month from now? You know what I mean? It's who knows, right? And, and we'll have to see, but. Something's got to give on Fridays. We got a question on the text line earlier. You know, do you try to platoon it on Friday? And, and I don't know if that's necessarily the answer either. Either because who do you platoon with? Uh, who, who do you do it with? The, the issue is, not, it's not just Doherty's giving you one out of four quality starts. It's that you, you don't know who you can rely on consistently out of the bullpen to do anything like that. But, but here's the thing, right? So so Ole Miss needs Jack Doherty to be good enough and not have the blow-up hitting. And they got to play better defense. And they got to swing the bats better so that if you're up a run or down a run, as opposed to being down yeah. 5-2 or 6-2, maybe you feel better handing it to Mason Nichols at that point. But you're not going to go to Mason Nichols when it's what? Five to six to two? No. Mm-mm. Doesn't make sense to do it then. No. That's your best bullet out of the bullpen. Started today. Sports Talk Mississippi on the Super Talk app, your local Super Talk station, and at supertalk.fm. You tell me that Will East is not good at his job. Pretty good concert lineup coming to Pearl River Resort. Be on the lookout at PearlRiverResort.com. Genuine tickets are on sale now. That's coming April 15th. They're real? You mean they're real? You mean they're real? 
In May, it's Sawyer Brown coming. But why couldn't we get Pony as the bumper music? To Pearl River Come on, Resort. Will. Come on, Will. Jeff Foxworthy and Fluffy will be in town in June and July. So Maybe. Gabriel Iglesias. Maybe we, you know. You that, don't want me to go with Fluffy? Well, you and I both had to ask. So, yeah. Are these tickets genuine, though? Or are they genuine? They're genuine. These oh, gotcha. tickets are genuine, Will East. That's uh, April 15th. Ta- what a great way to celebrate tax day. Yeah. Come uh, get your refund. Yeah. Write your check yeah. if you have to. <laughs> yeah. Refund. Yeah. Funny. Funny. Yeah. Well, I hear you. <laughs> Don't let the uh, government have an interest-free loan, Porky. Take take a little more out each each week. It'll be all right. The, the, I got thoughts on the government that should be saved for 6 a.m. Monday. I might, I might join you. Although I feel like the, <laughs> I might. the I mean, overwhelming majority of our audience would agree with my take on, after I learned what, what I'm going to have to do on tax day, I think the majority of our audience would agree, but Gallo can do that. Monday I'm impressed if you know already. Oh, I know already. I already got my refund. What are you talking about? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. No. Yeah. no. Really? We file quick. We don't, we don't mess around. I hear you. Yeah. Congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. 500 bucks. That's more better than paying. Better than going the other way, buddy. That's right. You're right about that. I assure you that. Uh, Marquette leading 74 to 50 over Vermont. That is with five minutes to go in the first round game. Where's that one being played? Say, I wish they would. Columbus, Ohio. Okay. There you go. I wish they would put where it is on the court. There are like 14 other logos on the court. They're so generic. I know. Like, you know, they used to just have the court out there. Yeah. yeah, and like the closest college's logo. Uh, there, 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 it's right there, right there, Columbus. Yeah, there Columbus. it is. Yeah, Columbus. So that could be Columbus, Mississippi. They should have Ohio there. Yeah. They're playing at the Armory right now. I feel like most people know that it's probably not Columbus, Mississippi. I mean, you never know. If you were going to guess Columbus, Columbus I don't Georgia. think that the Golden Triangle is where you would start. I'm just saying. Yeah, but there are there are multiple Columbuses, no, no question about that. I saw this question earlier, by the way. So, Giannis. Never like Columbus, Will. So, so for those of you that don't know, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis. Giannis. Is the, Antetokounmpo? Yeah, Antetokounmpo is the greatest basketball player in the world right now. Not of all time or anything, but right now, today, he is the best player. And it's not even close. There is not an argument for second. Giannis is the best player in basketball today. And if you say LeBron, you are so I'm wrong. Not gonna it's say not LeBron. Even funny. I'm not going to say LeBron. Um, anyway, he's seven you foot tall. He, he, huh? You want KD? KD can't stay healthy. Jokic? Yeah, I would take Giannis over over the Joker. Okay. He's better in the playoffs. But it's not. Hey, you and Kendrick up. Perkins both would, I guess. But it's not. It's not as as it's not as I, I think one sided is arguable that Giannis. Either way, he's seven foot tall. He runs faster than everybody. He jumps fa- uh, higher than everybody. He jumps faster. Could Giannis be on a sixteen seed? And win this tournament. If you yes. took Giannis today, not Giannis at 19, Giannis today, 28-year-old, yes. best player in basketball, Giannis, yes. slap him on uh, Fairlay Dickinson, can he win this yes. tournament? I say it's an easy yes. Yes. You get 15 and 20 every night. I mean, they'd have to quadruple team him. If anybody else on the team can make shots, you're going to win. Yeah, but he can't guard five positions at the same but time. But there's no defense at three there seconds, is, though. There, yeah, he's just going to sit in the middle, and you're not getting in there. Ooh. Yeah, the answer is yes. He, I, I he think get fifty points every game. I mean, can the rest of the team get me get me thirty? 
80 points is usually enough to win. Because I put this out there on Twitter, and a guy was like, Zion couldn't win at Duke. I was like, 19-year-old Zion and 28-year-old Giannis are like comparing apples nice. to lawn chairs. Yeah, it's not, the same it's thing. not anywhere yeah. close to the same All right, thing. so, so I, I need a little bit of, uh, of a qualifier on here, right? Could you just pop him on any 16 seed and they win the tournament? No. Are there some 16 seeds that you could put him on and they at least make it to the final four? Yeah. Texas A&M Corpus Christi yesterday played Alabama. They win with Giannis. They get beat by 21. He's easily worth 21. I understand he is worth 21. He's probably worth 50. But that's not, I mean, you don't just say, well, add his 21 points and it's enough. I'm just saying, he probably gets you 50. Well, I was going to say, I I don't know about that one, but I think if you add him to Northern Kentucky. They easily win. Then Houston, which won by 11, is is going down. Yeah. If you give him to Howard. It's closer. Who lost to Kansas by 28. I don't know. It's closer. I think Giannis beats Kansas. If you put him on Howard. I mean, every single night against the best players and defenders in the world, the best coaches in the world, scheme, game plan specifically designed to stop him, and yet he still dominates. These are grow. These are adult men, not college kids. These are adult men, and the best defenders in the world are schemed to stop him, and they can't do it. If you gave me Giannis and one more league minimum NBA player, now I would say absolutely. Now I'm running away with it. I would say yeah. absolutely. I, I, I'm not. I'm not talking about another star. I'm not even talking about a middle of the road. I'm talking about a league minimum fourth year NBA player. Fantasy team is with with Giannis. Then then yes, I would go with you. Absolutely can win the tournament. Yeah, you give me him and like. What uh, about Giannis on Mississippi State? Yes. Oh my gosh! Yes. Uh, Well, I I don't need to convince you because I think you put him on any sixteen and he wins. I'm trying to convince Richard. Yeah, Yeah, easily. Put Giannis on State. Yeah, you give me him and like Royce O'Neal, and we're gonna win the uh, we're gonna win the uh, tournament easily. (laughs) That's a, that's a pretty good two-headed monster of Giannis and Tolu, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. You're, you're not getting anything inside on those two guys. No, no. You better make some shots from the outside. But somebody else might have to make a shot. Well, I mean, you look, look, at, look at the game they played Tuesday, right? Deshaun Davis had 15. Shaq Moore had 14. Tolu had 13. If I get 50 out of Giannis... I'm winning. Yeah, I'm but winning big. some of those numbers are coming down if he's getting 50. I mean, okay. Ah. <sighs> Let's see, Fairleigh Dickinson, because that is a real place. They play. Uh, are, we, are we not going fairly? We're going Fairleigh. Fair, fairly for fun. Fairly Dickinson has uh, a guy that shoots thirty eight percent from three. Another one that shoots thirty nine percent from three. I'm Those winning. guys are I'm winning advancing. the tournament. I'm surviving. I'm advanced. Absolutely. I feel like this is a bit of a ploy not to dig any deeper into the Ole Miss Vanderbilt game from oh, last no, we, night. We keep talking about that. <laughs> I, mean, I certainly don't have a problem with that. There's, yeah, there's very little to take away other than what we did. I mean, they got smoked. They didn't pitch it well. They didn't defend well offensively. They To, to say they had an off night's a little disingenuous because, I mean, Harris, for example, had four hits. I mean, I mean they... They, well, they, they hit two the, runs on seven hits with four errors. That's an off night for this team. It's an off night. Um, but ooh, four of the seven hits come from one guy. Yeah, oh, he was really good last night. He was. He's hey, he's Harris a quality player. player. But um, no, it's just one of those nights that they were going to run into in the SEC because you do. And and the question is always going to be, can you pitch it enough to match something like that? And again, tonight here's uh, another. 
starter that hasn't given you quality outings so far this year. He's young. Like you're not writing the book on him or anything. But but are you confident in Sonye's ability to to give you a quality start tonight? He yeah, hasn't look. shown that yet. That doesn't mean he can't. Again, he's a freshman, but. They've got to pitch it better, or else nothing else is going to matter. Look, this is—I have two thoughts here, and this is not necessarily the right place to put them in as it pertains to Ole Miss baseball. First of all, has anybody thought about the fact that Ole Miss is going to have eight new position starters next year? Wow! Ooh, Kemp Alderman in left field—he'll yeah, be gone. He'll be gone. Uh, Groff in center field will right. be gone. Yeah. Um, McCants in right field will be gone. Yeah. Leger, I'm assuming, will be gone at third base. Mm-hmm. Gonzalez will be gone at short. Schottenier will be gone at second. Uh-huh. Um, Calarco will be gone at first. Calvin Harris will be gone catching. That is, that is eight new position starters next year. Got that national title in the bank. Good thing. Might, have you, might be a tough year next year. Well, you know. I mean, you've recruited well, though. I mean, I mean all you, you got to do is you know, plug in some star freshmen and hit, hit the, the transfer portal. portal hard and go to work. And mm-hmm. I mean, It's crazy to think that in this area you're like, oh, yeah, but you know, just rebuild it and you'll be fine. Yeah, this, it's a you trust the guy who's rebuilding. Five it. years ago, he'd have been in real trouble. Yeah, but I would say, yeah, exactly. Five years ago, you're like, yeah, you're what, losing what all eight. You're, 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 you're legitimately looking at like next year. You're like, I'm gonna go to Hoover. But next year, you're with the portal. Don't necessarily you know. feel that way. Yeah, you should be at, fine uh, at this point. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm, Super Talk TV. Here's the other thing I was gonna say. It's real easy when we sit here in February, February first. And you look at the schedule, right? You look at the SEC. So how many times have we done this? Mm-hmm. We talk about Mississippi State's schedule. Like, okay, they better pile up some wins in the first half of league play. Right. Because it gets really hard in the last four or five weeks. Right. Ole Miss' schedule, you're like, ugh. If they can be, what do we say, 5 and 10, 6 and 9 at yeah. the halfway point, then you look at this, you're like, they're Man, in shape. they got to have a chance to, to really stack up some wins in the second half of league play. It's easy to do that on February 1st. And then you lose your opener in league play, getting 10-run ruled, and you start going, now it's over. Oh. I mean, the deal is, don't get swept, right? Don't get swept this weekend. And that is a hard pill to swallow when that's the mindset. I don't know that that's the mindset for anybody inside the program, but outside the program, if you're a fan, if you're kind of analyzing the team, that may be an important thing to keep in mind. More coming up. Steve Azar will join us next. You know some girls do. If it's happening in Mississippi sports, you'll hear about it first, right here. Sports Talk Mississippi. Check, check, one, where's all my volume? Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and supertalk.tv. Coming to you 
From the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino, part of Pearl River Resort, our good friend and colleague Steve Azar joins us on the Farm Bureau guest line right now. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. I'm sad, Steve, because I missed you by about half an hour. Uh, Steve Azar was here at Pearl River Resort uh, for the last couple of days, shooting commercials as the uh, the poster boy for Pearl River Resort. What's up, my man? Hey, hey, man! Can you hear me good? We got you. I'm. Uh, it's been good. I, I actually just got in the driveway. We had a wonderful shoot. Walter and the team that does the uh, all the. Uh, you know, the promotional videos and everything, they're really good and uh, fun to work with. And so I got to hug on our boys, Matt and Ryan, and it was awesome. We had a great time. Hey, uh, Brian Haydad has a question for you. Yeah, yes, Steve, I was driving in. It's all the big billboards. Steve Azar Apparel. I did not see those pants that you wear, though, in the Golden Moon commercial we see on the, in the Jumbotron everywhere. I just want to know, are they for sale, and are they available in my size? Because I will buy them. Hey, you know what's funny about that? Is back in the day, this is a long time ago, this is in Nashville, the owner of Loudmouth Golf, one of the co-owners, shows up, and me and Dan Kaminsky were playing a lot of golf back then from Allison Krauss and Union Station. And he walks up and he goes, hey... I'm from Loudmouth, and I'm playing with you guys today. And I, so we went out and played, and, and he was a, an unusual guy, but really nice. We became good friends. Um, and he goes, I've got you on you guys a couple presents. So I remember Dan looking at me and me looking at Dan, and he gave me the striped pants, and I go, what am I supposed to do with those? And he goes, well, you're going to wear them. And I said, there's no chance I ever wear anything like So as my eyes, it was weird, as my eyes in the closet, they started to sort of like become normal looking, right? And so I said, you know, I'm going to wear them as sort of a joke one day. And then they became my airport pants. Like, I wore them everywhere. I Like, I lived for them. And now I want to get 50 pairs just like them because I'm wearing them out. They're the most comfortable pants. Anyway, years later, John and Daly and I spent a lot of time together. And they kept going, can you connect me with John? And John wasn't paying attention. And then eventually they ended up connecting, and John makes a lot more sense for loudmouth cop than I do. So it's been good. But the answer is, no, you cannot have them. They're not for sale. And if I find you with those on, I'm going to probably, well, I'll commit a crime. I want them. (laughs) Buddy, if I'm wearing those pants, I'm committing a crime because they will not fit. I promise. (laughs) They they, they do sort of look like jail bars. No. Steve, on a, on a slightly more serious note, uh, we've talked about this before, but this it's such a cool thing, um, th- this title of ambassador for the state of Mississippi. And I think it's part of the reason that your relationship with Pearl River Resort has made so much sense and you've become an ambassador for them as well. But I know you love what you do wherever you go, wherever you travel, being able to talk good about uh, about our home state. Well, first of all, it's a blessing, right? It's an honor. It's, I came home and, I, and I've gotten so much more of a warm welcome than I deserve. Uh, but I've always taken pride in our state. I've always written songs about where we're from. Uh, Pearl River Resort is another example of you, when you get an opportunity to work with folks you really love. Like, you guys know what I'm talking about. It is so easy. They make it easy. Um, they're a class act. And, you know, I grew up playing... You know, in the Shelby County Fair as a kid, so that town means a lot to me. 
and I finally got to play the big stage the Choctaw Fair. Finally got to play that. You know, there there's sort of goals in your life that you sort of go, okay, I'm arriving and I'm doing the right thing. But uh, yeah, look, is there an extension of everything that I, I've been doing since I got back? And I've just been blessed to get to work with them. And I'm telling you, it'll be a sad day when it ends because it's been that easy and enjoyable. And everything I do in my life now, I sort of gauge it on how how easy is the relationship and how real is it and how honest is it. And so with, with them, it's been great. The Chief and I, I mean, Chief Cyrus Ben and I have gotten to be buddies. I brought him down here. He went hunting with one guy that I want, I want him to hunt with is a doctor down here, Neil Suarez. Uh, and he took him out, and, and they had some fun. And then he went duck hunting with another friend of mine. And I was worried about him surviving my, my second friend. But uh, one's the, you know, the yin and yang. But, no, he had such a great time, and I really got to know him better uh, personally and everything he's doing there. So I'm fans of theirs, so it's, it's been a blast. We are fans of theirs as well, and we are fans of yours. It's great catching up. I wish it didn't happen so infrequently. Maybe we can catch up on the golf course soon. Hey, Richard, if you get if you start missing me, just look at one of the TV monitors, and there I am. Everywhere I look, there you are. It must be nice to be an A-lister. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Later on, baby. That's Steve Azar joining us on the Farm Bureau guest line. Look for those new Pearl River Resort commercials featuring Steve Azar coming up soon. Also coming up soon, the 4 o'clock hour of Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi. Well, Will East has reincarnated into himself. There He's gone is. from Sawyer Brown to uh, back in black, and uh, now we know that Will East Will is, East is right there spinning records on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for being with us. Sports Talk Mississippi, live from the Pearl River Resort Studios, which today are inside the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. What, what have you counted earlier? You counted 16 TVs that, w- without straining your neck? Oh, yeah. 16 without having to move your body at all. 17 if you lean a little. Yeah. you got to lean a little for number 17. Well, but. I will say, I'm, I'm missing two. Because of this platform that Gary has set up directly in front of us, so I got to lean. Well, a one of them is a the game you have right there, and the other is a oh, preseason that's, that's baseball game. So you're good. Oh yeah, that's the Red Sox. You definitely want to see that. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, it's not the Red Sox. It's the Phillies. All that. You know, somebody in here has got money on that too. No doubt. Oh, no question. As they should. <laughs> preseason. Yeah, spring training baseball. Yeah, when you've got like 200 guys that are participating in the World Baseball Classic, do it. Which, by the way, has been quite entertaining. Oh it's no, that, we could cancel it. Remember, engagement. because somebody dared get injured, so we got we got to cancel it. Well, how about don't be a moron? That that would be a good place to start. That's yeah. just good information. Yeah. That's a good advice in any it's situation. Like you know, kind of like in the uh, in the in the Water Boy, where Lawrence Taylor said, "Which brings me to my next point: don't smoke crack." <laughs> good advice. I think about what an idiot would do, and then I do not do that thing. Yes, yes. Here's life advice. Don't be a moron. 
By the way, does that mean That's no Tommy Trumpets at, uh, at City Field That's this correct. year? That's correct. That's what that means. Yeah. Mm. What if but they gave it to If we ever get else? our merch store going, don't be a moron as a shirt. We're going to make that happen. Yeah, I think that's a good plan. That's, that's an easy sell. Uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, you can uh, you can do just that on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Even if you don't do it all the time, you should occasionally just cruise over to their website, ceasefire.com, because that's where you're going to find all the deals that they've got going. Promotional deals for new lines, <laughs> promotional deals for adding a line, deals on the newest devices that are available, Options that you've got for insurance versus Apple Care, depending on. Oh, you can find all of that, and you can find all your business needs as well. It's really simple. Ceasefire.com. Visit them today. Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky with Will East in the studio, I'm Richard Cross. Thanks for being with us. The SEC baseball weekend, first of ten, has begun and is continuing. You've got games that are happening in uh, in Tuscaloosa right now, right? Yeah. Yes. Florida and well, it's, Alabama. It's in Gainesville. I'm sorry, it's in, it's in Gainesville. That's right. Doubleheader today. They started yesterday. Florida will finish. Florida and Alabama will finish three games Oh, before Georgia and South Carolina oh. play a single game. So we've got top seven tied at five in, in Gainesville. Tennessee losing five nothing to Missouri in the M I Z. Oh man, that's uh, what a shame. You don't say Z O U. Man, we were talking about Missouri last week. Like, are they are they good? They're better. They're, they're better. They're better. So then, who's going to be bad? Because you can't have fourteen Kentucky. good teams. Kentucky. You can't have thirteen good teams. You're right. Well, then we'll figure out the other one. Who's go- who's going to be bad? You got you got about four options in the West. Somebody's got it. It's just like in football. You've got, with the exception of Zach Arnett, who is getting paid less than Ole Miss's basketball coach now. If you can believe that, there's your stat of the day. Um, absent him, the other six have massive contracts. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to finish seventh in all likelihood in the West. Well, and Somebody's got to be bad. If you assume that all 14 teams in the league play their full 30 games, then if you do the math, you're going to have in the SEC the same number of wins as you have losses. Yeah. And it should be 500. Right. That, that's that, that's what the numbers should be. What is it, 420 games always, total? Is I always right? love when somebody does a prediction and it doesn't balance at 500. Like, yeah. well, you're wrong. Is that right? 14 times 30. So that's 420 games. Plays it. So that means there are going to be 210 wins in the league and 210 losses in the league, right? That's right. That's right. That's did, right. Did, did I do the math correctly? Yeah. There? Yes, you did. Okay. 210, 210, yeah. Um, not everybody's going 15 and 15. No. That would be kind of funny, though. Oh, <laughs> They'd be like, who's good? Yeah. Well, they Wait, beat us, every, but you, we beat them. You lost 15 games. Well, so did you. Yeah. yeah. Well, you won 15. Yeah. The so tiebreaker. I would not want to be the person responsible yeah, for tiebreakers. How, how do you decide who's not getting to the conference tournament in that Trial scenario? by combat. Um, so, yeah, it's a good point. And, and if you assume that somebody's going to win 18 to 22, that means somebody's going to lose 8 to 12. No. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do that right. I didn't do yeah. the. That means somebody's going to lose eighteen to twenty-two. Also, yeah, that, that, that's there. what I was trying to say. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, who right now looks like the team 
I guess the easy answer is LSU, but yeah. who looks like they're going to go through this gauntlet? Florida. Florida. Florida and LSU. So they got two top-line pitchers. Just, yeah, three. It makes it easier. I mean, nobody nobody in the West outside LSU is just like, okay, they're, they're locked in to be good. Yeah. So you got Alabama and Florida tied at five. Missouri leading Tennessee 5 nothing. Auburn and Arkansas just underway. Alabama and Florida playing two games today. So, again, they will be done before several teams even start their weekend. Yeah. Because you've already got a doubleheader announced tomorrow and then a game on Sunday for South Carolina, Georgia. You see the, I'll, I'll play the role of Borky. Did you see how long that Alabama-Florida game took last night? Buck 50. Hour and 50 minutes to play nine innings of baseball. How about that? Like that's, that's that's awesome. That's the dream for Michael Borky. Yes, it is. That's less than a college basketball game. Man, I could have watched. A college the, basketball game is two hours. Yeah, on the dot is what it should be anyway. Oh, they're not. I mean, the last five minutes of a college basketball game longer, is the but worst. One hour and fifty minutes. I don't even think that was possible. Yeah, I love it. So what happens? You only have four hits in the game. I mean, you can watch the latest episode of Ted Lasso, or like Shadow and Bone just came out. I think yesterday, so you can catch it. I mean, all these, all this other stuff that you can do. You know, so. Standings are irrelevant right now yeah. because how I many yeah. teams have played one or no games? Yeah. But overall records, most years by this time you've got somebody in the SEC who's sitting there at like ten and eight. Yeah, this year doesn't exist. Florida seventeen and three, Vandy fourteen and five, South Carolina seventeen and one. And oh, by the way, leading the country in home runs with forty eight. We talked by about a schedule, day. though, right? Except we for that series went over Clemson. When we previewed them, we said they needed to be like that because they played a terrible schedule. Now, with that said, I'm going to defend something. Penn, who they swept, yeah. is way better than people are giving them credit for. South Carolina's non-conference strength of schedule, believe it or not, is 82 nationally. Wow, it's not it's not terrible. That, terrible. that Clemson series win helps. I mean, going it, it's yeah. something that you know we talk about a lot. We don't need to rehash this. I think it's a cool idea. I understand why nobody here would want to do it, but having the three game series at one stadium, at the other stadium, and then a neutral site for the three games is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, but absolutely. getting getting those two wins, I think they were at Clemson and then at the neutral site. South Carolina lost at Clemson. They lost to Clemson, and then they but won, won in Greenville and Columbia. Site. But yeah. that's a big series win for them too. Kentucky's fifteen and two, light schedule, but fifteen and two nonetheless. We'll find out tonight, starting tonight. Tennessee's fifteen and three, Missouri's thirteen and three, Georgia's thirteen and four. In the West, LSU sixteen and one, Arkansas fifteen and two. Alabama sixteen and three, Auburn thirteen and three, Ole Miss fourteen and four, Texas A and M thirteen and four, and by the way, playing better as of late, and Mississippi State thirteen and five, and by the way, playing better as of late, they won seven in a row. Yeah. There's nobody you look at. In the, so I was on a conference call earlier today with um, uh, with Scott Strickland, the head baseball coach at Georgia. Yeah, and I said. I understand. Like, I get it. I know your answer is going to be, oh, it's the best league in the country. It's hard. I was like, but when you look at the league this year, he's like, look, for the last five years, I've said about the SEC, it's the best that it's ever been. He said, and this year, it's the best that it's ever been. I said, all right, well, hold on, let me interrupt. I said, do you mean, like, collectively over the last five years, the SEC is, he's like, no, it's like each year getting a little bit better to the point where it's better than it's ever been. And he said, and, and it might even be significant this year, given where we are with an ion transfer portal. Like, not only do you have 
the 14 teams, well, let's say what, 12 of the 14 teams that are some of the best recruiting teams in the country, you've now got 14 teams who have the ability to say, come play in the best league in the country. Right? I mean, I mean, I mean Ole Miss's center fielder was a 400 hitter at the Division One level last year, and their first baseman was a 13 home run, 320 hitter in the Big Ten last year. Yeah. So yeah. when you lose Elko, you replace him with a guy that different league, and, and I'm not saying Clarko's Elko. Please he, don't hear me, but had better numbers better. in in Division One last year than, than Elko did. Uh, that's what. There's going to be some three seed out of this league this year that struggles in conference play, and they're going to win on the road, just like yeah. last year. Yeah, you're right. Brad Henderson is the color analyst on the Ole Miss Sports Network from Learfield alongside David Kellum. He will join us on the Farm Bureau phone line when we come back. We'll talk about last night's game for Ole Miss against Vandy, what to expect tonight, and then maybe some bigger picture stuff in the SEC. That is when we continue with you live from the Pearl River Resort. We are inside the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino on this Friday. Mississippi. Hey, it's go time. Sports Talk Mississippi. Well, say something. Super Talk Mississippi. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi. Thanks for being with us on this Friday afternoon as we come to you live from the sports book at the Golden Moon. Part of Pearl River Resort. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, and happy to welcome from Nashville, Brad Henderson, color analyst on the Ole Miss Sports Network, alongside David Kellum. Calling a game tonight, hoping that the uh, Rebels can split a series with the Vanderbilt Commodores, who won last night 12-2 to in eight innings. Hindu, always appreciate your time. You're so kind to us on uh, on Fridays during baseball season. Good to catch up. Uh, Rebels looking to, to kind of get a bad taste out of their mouth in a hurry. Yeah, in a hurry. And, uh, you know, it's game one of the SEC series, which, uh, you know, Vanderbilt was just a better team last night. They, they swung the bats extremely well, had 17 hits, and, Obviously, Carter Holton's a really good left-hander, shut us down, and and yeah, you know, I think the most disappointing thing is we just didn't we just didn't defend well uh, either, which forced Jack to have to throw some extra pitches. But uh, you know, when it was all said and done, we were down ten and and, and went home early. What, where do you think the defense came from? We spent a good bit of time talking early in the season about how elite this Ole Miss defensive uh, team had been defensively, and you knew that wasn't sustainable, right? You weren't going to field 996 or whatever the number was through an entire season, but you also don't expect a team to be that good defensively early and then commit four errors in a single game, at least not on an ongoing basis. No, you know, we've, we've made 12 now in the season, so we made a third of our errors in one game, and you know, one of them to Leger, he just kicked, which is going to happen. The other one, Gonzo, threw away at first, which you very rarely see him do. And the other two were simply a result of Enrique Bradfield Jr. just having the speed he does. He he uh, forced up Peyton Chantier, the first error Peyton had, to really charge a ball and kind of handcuffed him. And then the second one, Peyton 
Uh, Bradfield Jr. was on second base, and Peyton had to go to the middle and up the middle and try to throw the guy out at first, and he got away from the first baseman, and Bradfield Jr. scores easily, so he gets a throwing error on that. So, you know, two of them were, were Bradfield Jr., who's a tremendous player. Uh, but, yeah, you know, we were just sloppy. I don't know if it was nerves or, or just one of those nights, but, uh, you know, it happened, and, and we'll have to move on. And, and I guess the flip side of that is Vanderbilt made every play, whether it was on the div- uh, the infield with a couple of defensive plays or a couple of great diving catches in the outfield. Yes, and, and you could tell that once they kind of got the momentum, uh, it, it just carried over to them defensively. You knew a Tim Corbin team is going to be well coached defensively, and you know they made some tremendous plays. Polk and left field made a uh, an SEC uh, uh, Sports Center type play, and obviously Bradfield Jr. You know it does what he does seems like every night and ran one down in center field that probably no one else in the country gets to but hey that's baseball and and we move on and uh fortunately for the rebels we got 20 29 more left isn't it just about time for enrique bradfield to be somewhere other than the west end in nashville feels like he's been there for a while with with the number of scouts that are here to see him and gonzo uh and some others but yeah i mean to me, he, he changes the entire game. You, you have to literally game plan for that one person, and that, that's a special talent. So I'll, I wish him the best, but uh, I will not miss seeing him out in center field for that. <laughs> All right, so, so what's got to happen tonight for the outcome to be different? And I'm not talking about for it to be 12-2, to 2, but for Ole Miss to go out and, and play well and be in a position to, to get a win. Well, I think Sonia's got to pound the zone, which we haven't seen him do. You know, he's got 13 walks on the season. He does have 21 punch outs. But, you know, once you get to SEC play, you, you can't go 2-0, 3-1 to SEC hitters. You, you're going to get punished for that. And, uh, up until now, he's been able to pitch out of it simply because his stuff's good enough to, to maybe strike a guy or two out and, and then get a fly ball. But uh, I think he's got to attack hitters, but he certainly can't give them free passes. We're going to face a really good left-handed from Vanderbilt t- tonight, Hunter Owen who's eerily similar to Carter Holton. They both throw really hard. He's got a really nice breaking ball. Uh, so, you know, I, I think from both ends, with the weather on top of it, that north wind blowing straight in, it should be a, a classic SEC pitcher's duel. So we'll see how it shapes up. But, uh, you know, another battle on our hands tonight. Hey, so we were talking a little while ago, big picture SEC. And by the time you get to the first weekend of conference play, it usually feels like, you got a team that's that's sitting there at ten and eight, or maybe even a team that's there at eight and ten, where they just hadn't been able to figure it out. You don't have that this year. It's like everybody in the league is what eighteen and three, sixteen and five, fourteen and four. What's different this year than in recent years when you look across the entire conference? Well, I, I think obviously you, you know some of these COVID guys. You take out like Chatney and. You know, a lot of these, it, they're more veteran teams now. And uh, with that, you, you typically run out and have better records uh, rather than throwing a bunch of freshmen in the mix like you have typically seen before the co- you know, before COVID hit. So, you know, you got a bunch of third, fourth, fifth-year guys out there that, that have played at this level. So during the non-conference season, you, you typically an SEC team just runs out there and gets a bunch more wins. I think that's a lot of it. Um and obviously the league now top to bottom. You look at some of the teams that maybe scuffled a little bit last year, like South Carolina and um, Missouri. You know, they're winning baseball games. So, you know, it, it's, it's always fun uh, once conference starts. Uh, so we'll see where it all shakes out. But uh, it should be fun because every team's going to play uh, today. So 
you know, this, this is my favorite time of year is, is SEC week. All right, so these are the series this weekend. Bama at Florida. They got started last night. Florida got game one. Tennessee at Mizzou. Auburn at Arkansas. Mississippi State at Kentucky. LSU AM. And then, of course, Ole Miss Vandy. Outside of the game that you're calling, which is the series that intrigues you most this weekend? Well, I think the LSU uh, A&M series is, is going to be a good one. Obviously, LSU's the number one team in every poll you look at. But you remember what Swashnagel did last year in his first season at A&M, so that should be uh, a highly sought-after uh, series. You know, those are two top-tier programs. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of look to the West. Um, obviously, we'll keep an eye on Mississippi State because of, uh, of the in-state name and as they travel to Lexington. And we'll see how they start out. But that's just me being a, a college baseball fan. So, you know, it, it's always uh, it really every weekend. Uh, it's just fun to track, fun to follow, and just kind of see who's hot and who's not and, uh, you know, who matches up with who. But you know how this league goes, Richard. I, and I said it uh, – I said it earlier this week, you know, I'm never going to hit the panic button after we were 7-14 and 14 to see what we did. So one game into it, uh, I still feel pretty good. All right, so that leads me into, to, I guess, my final question. We were kicking this around a little while ago. It, it's easy on February 1st to look at the schedule and go, good grief, first half of the SEC slate for Ole Miss is absolutely ridiculous. And then it turns a little bit in the second half. At Mississippi State schedule is the exact inverse. It feels like there's an opportunity maybe for them to pile up some wins in the first five or six weekends, but then holy cow, the final four weeks they've got. It's easy to say that on February 1st. It's harder to say that after you get 10 run ruled in your SEC opener. What's it like in the locker room? Because I know they're never going into a mindset with like, where you say just don't get swept. It's easy for us to do that. What's it like, though, for those guys in terms of understanding that it's 30 games and they all count the same? Yeah, it's, it's business as usual. I mean, you know, you, uh, the one thing Mike's done so well – really in the entire time he's been here is never get too high, never get too low. You know, it, it, you look back, we get beat 12-2 to two last night, but is that really any worse than 2-1? to one? You know, sometimes those heartbreakers are, are, are harder on you than a than a 10-run rule for me. You know, you go back to the hotel, you get some food, get a good night's rest, and the next day is a new day. And, and we're still talking about 18- to 21-year-olds. Now, when you're talking about guys in your mid-40s like you and I, it's a different story because we want to have something to talk about. Hey, hey young, and young 40s, yeah, yeah, you are, not mid-40s. You're mid-40s. You're mid-40s. And, 42 uh, is are you not looking? mid. Looking? You're mid, though. <laughs> Thank you. Early to mid. Thank Early you. to mid. Early to mid. Uh, but, you know, we, we overanalyze it, I think. Those kids are 18 to 21. They probably all went back to the room and pulled a video game out and uh, – uh, and, and, and woke up this morning getting ready for game two uh, of the opening SEC weekend. You know what? I know how active you are. I bet you feel better at mid-40s than you did at mid-30s, don't you? No, I really don't. I really don't. <laughs> it, 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 used to, it used to hurt when I go for a ball, and that hurts just to get out of bed. So, no, I, yeah. I, I nowhere, nowhere near do I feel like I did when I played at Ole Miss. But uh, I enjoy what I do, man, get to travel with these kids. They're, they're such a respectful group of young men and uh you know i just enjoy watching them play every opportunity i can brad i've been fortunate to never really be injured uh, like you know even playing high school football i just stayed pretty healthy we, we skied this week the amount of icy hot that i put on my left calf over the course of three days is it's disgusting it, it's absolutely well, disgusting and yet we made it well 
good. I'm glad you had a good trip, but uh, it's not going to get any better. <laughs> so you might as well just ride that train while you can, brother. Hey, thanks. Thanks so much. Appreciate the uh, the words of encouragement. We'll be listening tonight. Thanks, as always, for your time. Hey, thanks, R.C. Appreciate it, man. That's Brad Henderson, color analyst on the uh, Ole Miss Sports Network from Learfield, alongside David Kellum. you got Ole Miss and Vandy, Game 2, 6 o'clock Central. You will get that on some of these Super Talk Mississippi radio stations. More coming up with you. We'll continue from the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino after this. Sports Talk Mississippi, now. now. Thanks to Brad Henderson for joining us, talking some Ole Miss baseball, some SEC baseball. The Rebels get set for game two. With the uh, Vanderbilt Commodores coming from Nashville, first pitch tonight at 6 o'clock. Mississippi State and Kentucky, uh, they get started at 530 Central. 530 Central, Central yes. we got a lineup yet for the uh, Bulldogs? We sure do. Let me bring that up for you. It's not, not a lot of changes from this week. Uh, Larry leading us off, Imani Larry at second base. Colton Ledbetter in center, Bryce Chance in left, Luke Hancock is at first. Ross Highfield batting uh, fifth and behind the plate. Hunter Hines is the DH. Kellen Clark in right. Slate Alford has uh, gotten his uh, his spot back at third base. He, he'll he'll uh, be there in bat eighth. And then Lane Forsyth at short and, of course, on the mound, Drangelo Sanjay. All right, so forgive me for not having been locked in on the midweek games. Mm-hmm. I was. Is this the first game that Slate Alford's back at third? He started uh, Wednesday over in Biloxi. And played better? Yeah, well, he, yeah. Yeah, he had a hit and uh, didn't have an error. So that's that's impressive. Yes, yes. yes I had to think about it for yes. a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ole Miss tonight uh, for game two against Vanderbilt. Jacob Gonzalez leading off shortstop. Ethan Groff in center. Calvin Harris batting third. Kemp Alderman uh, in left field hitting cleanup. Chatagne the second baseman batting fifth. Calarco hitting sixth at first base. Reagan Burford right-handed bat again against another starting uh, left-handed starting pitcher uh, for Vanderbilt in the uh, seven. Hole TJ McCants batting eighth, playing right field, and uh, Leger is at third base, batting ninth. Grayson Saunier, the freshman, making his SEC debut tonight on the mound on the road against a Vanderbilt team that uh, got 12 runs on 17 hits last night. So, uh, hey, 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 with that, I could have saved you the time by the way. Same lineup as last night. Oh, that's fine. Did you read the lineup off yesterday? No, no, we did not. Well, there you go. 38 degrees, 15 mile per hour winds in Lexington right now. Ooh, gross. So I couldn't be happier to not be covering a game. Is it uh, is it Northeast that that's hosting uh, Illinois? And they came here for warmer weather. Yeah, and they didn't get it really. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, warmer than. Welcome to the South. We're in uh, second winter. What? what uh, maybe warmer than Champaign, Illinois. Yeah, maybe. Maybe well, Boonville. Uh, but yeah, man, it would have it would have been really nice yesterday. 
It's like 70 yesterday. Yeah. And the rain came through. Whew. It was 67 when I went to bed last night. And when I walked outside this morning, it was like, burr. It's 51 in Boonville right now. It's 38 in Champaign. So oh, okay. yeah. They'll take that. Yeah, it's balmy. Better. Balmy. And uh, it's going to be okay, right? We're going to get sunshine in the next couple of days. So the low on Sunday is going to be shiny, sunny, but the low on Sunday is 46. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The high. The high on Sunday is 46. The high on Thursday is 78. Next Thursday. Yes. So the week after that, I will be sick. I'll just go ahead and let you know. I'm going to have to miss a couple of days. There's no way I don't get a cold when the temperature is going to do this. Oh, 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 not like you're going to be sick. You want to be out enjoying the wonderful No, weather. no, like, no. I'm going to be literally you're going to have I'm your sinuses go into a full-on tailspin. A, a full convulsion. All right, well, you got that on the calendar. We don't know what day. We just know that hey, not Wednesday. Going to be sick. I'll make it Wednesday. One, I'll one drag day. myself in. Julie oh, noted. yeah. Why is that? I got, I got, you know, I get paid extra on Wednesday, do so you? I show up for those. You work extra? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Thunder and lightning on the radio comes your way on Wednesday nights. Get a promo for that on a Friday. Immediately following Sports Talk Mississippi. Hey, hey, just zip it, okay? Just zip it. Promote your own show on your own time. Hey. Not not on this time. I do. I do. Uh, Speaking of promoting, normally at 20 minutes after 5 o'clock on a Friday, we would bring you a food Friday. Presented by Polk's Meat, but we don't want you to miss anything. And so what we are going to ask you to do is to take pictures on this Friday or tomorrow or Sunday and have them ready on Monday when we give you a weekend cooking review in place of a normal food Friday, because some of you might might miss it this afternoon uh, because of baseball and some of the other things that are uh, happening. Uh, we might even have a mini Food Friday for those of you that are with us uh, this afternoon. But Food Friday is presented by Polk's Meat. You can find them online at polksmeat.com. We remind you that when you go to the grocery store, look for the Polk's Meat packaging. If you can't find it, find the manager of the meat department and tell them that picky people pick Polk's, and you are a picky person, and you want to pick Polk's at their grocery store. And if you are unable to pick Polk's at their grocery store, then unfortunately you will have to find another grocery store where you can pick Polk's because you are a picky person. You're taking your business also. picky people pick Polk's. There you go. So there's a lot, a lot of alliteration lot there. there. You did good. A lot of alliteration there. Luckily, my, my, the grocery store I like to go to, they have polks. Yeah, never, me as well. It's never an issue. Me, that, that, that makes the two of us. Yes. And I know Borky picks polks. I do. Because goodness knows he's picky. He's a picky man. Huh. Not yeah. really. Yesterday for lunch, I had two sleeves of saltine crackers. So Two? Two. One wasn't enough. That's all I had. That's a lot of crackers. You try to do like the whole eat it in like thirty seconds. Like, no, I mean that's impossible. That's, that's what I know. I know. That's the whole point of the challenge. Just, yeah, you get that in a cup of cinnamon, you'll be doing good. Not a cup, a tablespoon. What? A cup would be too much. What's the? Uh, what? I'm. It's like a challenge. You can't eat a sleeve of saltine. Yeah, there, there's a certain amount of saltine crackers seconds. you can't eat in a certain amount of time. Right. Okay. It's like you can't the same thing drink a jug of or a gallon of milk. Yeah. In in one or the Sprite challenge or well, people drink, do that, but they all you chug a twenty ounce Sprite right and you try not to burp. You can't do it. No. Yeah. And the other one is the cinnamon. You cannot eat a tablespoon of cinnamon and hold it down. An entire uh, there's a lot in a tablespoon. Yeah. Teaspoon, you can. I'm pretty. I don't know about a teaspoon either, but I know a tablespoon is. So like you 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 get a. There's a lot of great videos of people coughing out a cinnamon cloud. Is it 
too spicy. It's, it's, too, yeah, it's, just, too, it's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine the same is true for cayenne pepper, but, you know. Would you rather try to... I'd rather do cinnamon than cayenne. Yeah. I <laughs> say. Cayenne hurt. Cinnamon, you just cough it up, you'd be all right. Yeah. Cayenne, there'd be some lingering after effects. Like Dry cinnamon. Really? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I'm not talking about like a shot of Goldschlager. I'm talking about, yeah, cinnamon. What if you tried to swallow an entire tablespoon of salt? You could do that. Ugh. But it would hurt, yeah. Ugh. You never pull the salt the salt prank on anybody? Brown sugar is doable, right? Brown sugar, we told you. You ever do a salt prank on anybody? If you're like making soup or stew or whatever, just like put a, get it like a tablespoon of salt and then put it into the thing. And so you have the, the liquid over the salt. Be like, hey, taste this. <laughs> see, I do it to my wife every year at Thanksgiving. I get her every year. She never, say, I don't know how she always falls for it. Hey, see if this is any good. It's definitely good. Oh, it's salty. <laughs> Gotcha again. I don't know, but that's a good one. That, that's, that's a good, a good one to uh, that's yeah. a good one to try somewhere along the way. Hey, let's check the uh, let's check the NCAA tournament scoreboard. We are uh, we're in that window where you don't have a ton of action, but you got a little bit. We got one really good game going. On. Yes, and it is at the half. Iona, a 13 seed, leading Connecticut. The UConn Huskies, 39-37. That game, if you want to watch it, is on TBS. It is at the half. Creighton. It's pretty good one here too as well. 62-57 leading NC State with 250 to play. And uh not much of a game in did you guys tell me it was Columbus? Columbus Pittsburgh leading 52-34 over Iowa State. What might have been for Mississippi State? Iowa State is clearly not very good. What might have been? Uh earlier today, Michigan State beat Southern Cal. Xavier eked the one classic out. Big Ten matchup, by the way. Yeah. I try to avoid those conference matchups, I thought, in the first round, but I guess yeah. not. You know, the the more I think about that, the more ridiculous it is that Southern Cal's in the Big Ten. I mean, I get it, money, brands, all that, I, I get it. But Southern Cal's going to play a road conference game in Piscataway, New Jersey. Like, that's going to happen. I can't wait to see it. I'm excited for it. What about when Southern Cal's plane can't get out of East Lansing because it's iced in? They're not used to that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, guys, we're willing to play all home games if you want to just come to our place. And I'm not so sure most of the Big Ten schools wouldn't be like, okay, sure. We cut up the gate the right way. We might be able to do that. Sure. Let's uh, let's figure something out. So Xavier beats Kennesaw State. Close one there. Baylor over UC Santa Barbara, 74-56. St. Mary's. By 12 over VCU. Have we had a 12-5 upset? We have not. There's only one left. So we oh. may get through it this year. Drake and Miami tonight. Mm. Drake could beat Miami. Yeah. That Miami's pretty good, man. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and also Marquette beat Vermont earlier today by a final of 78-61. The games that are coming up tonight, as Michael Borky would tell, tell you, Farley Dickinson. Yeah, right. whatever. No, 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 no. It was, it was Fairley. 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 Fairley Dickinson and uh, and Purdue. As if anybody cares. I think Fairley Dickinson was a character in Little Women. What if we went with Farley Dickinson? Uh, I don't know who that is. Um, anyway, they're playing Purdue, yeah. who is a one seed. Uh, Providence in Kentucky. Ooh, Kentucky. Surely this year they don't, they don't do it again, do they? Drake in Miami. Drake, Drake might actually be in Miami. Grand Canyon and Gonzaga. You know who coaches Grand Canyon? Uh, Dan Marley. Nope. Thunder Dan. Nah. Who, who is it? Bryce Drew. Really? Yeah. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Good to see bad people land on their feet. <laughs> FAU 
New Memphis. Montana State and Kansas State? Sure. The Grizzlies? Kent State and uh, Indiana. Arizona State, TCU. Big slated games. All coming up tonight. Chris Hopwood, who is the Sportsbook Director here at Sportsbook at the Golden Moon, joins us next. More Sports Talk Mississippi. You ready, guys? On Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi with you today from the Sportsbook of the Golden Moon Casino, day two of March Madness, the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. It's day one of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament. It's the opening weekend of Southeastern Conference baseball play, and we are glad to be with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, and glad to be joined by Chris Hopwood, who is the uh, director of the Sportsbook here at the Golden Moon. Always good to see you, my friend. How are you? It's been a while. I'm very good. Good to see you too. It's probably my fault that it's been been a while. We we should like visit, even when it's not in person. We should have you on the show more often on on a semi regular basis. I mean that's fine with me. I mean I have, I'm always here working. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. I want to start with something that we were just talking about that is intriguing. A year ago, certainly two years ago, but I think a year ago, this may have been the only sports book in America that was offering college baseball lines. And now it's pretty mainstream, and it's your fault. Or congratulations, you were the uh, you were the impetus for change. Yeah, so um, we've talked about this before. For four years, ever since we've opened, we've all been the only ones taking college baseball lines during the regular season, especially yeah. the SEC. Last year, because of some lockdowns with the baseball world, some places took it with the big sports books, but then they stopped it as soon as the regular, as soon as baseball season came back. Yeah, the, the pro players came back, but uh, now because of what we're doing, some other people have noticed and they've asked the content providers to now start creating baseball around the world. So I don't know exactly who's taking it. I know a former colleague that used to work here has forced his place in Arkansas to take it, and uh. so I mean. People love college sports down here, so I don't know why it's the sport that was always left out of the the coverage. Yeah, it's uh, well, it certainly is growing, and people love the opportunity to get a little action on whatever the sport is that uh, that they're passionate about. And there are a lot of people that are passionate about March Madness. Oh, it's it's been crazy in here. I mean, we had the first four games in on Tuesday and Wednesday. Everyone's here. We have the poker tournament here, so that's uh, increased our. Play in here at the Sportsbook of Gold Moon at the, down at Bocoma. I mean, that's always crazy with the, the our clientele down there. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, as a uh, as a bookmaker, as a director of a sports book, do you like when you see parlay tickets come across, or do you cringe a little bit when you see those? Generally speaking, usually most of the recre- recreational betters will always bet parlays so yeah. you're used to them it's the ones that come across that say they're thirty, forty thousand dollar payoffs they're uh, a little bit worrisome especially if they get to those last couple games and it's, it's still on the line those raise your eyebrows <laughs> a little bit but but generally speaking people don't win on parlays right it's a high probability that they don't win that's why they pay off so much yeah uh I mean, I know we were just talking about it off the air. We had say, hypothetically, let's say somebody comes to you with an eight-team soccer parlay. Uh, I'll let you pick the story up from there. Yeah. So uh, two days ago, we had a soccer parlay, sixty-five dollars. The customer wagered, and they, okay. they won a little over eighteen thousand dollars. Whoa! <laughs> eight soccer matches, 
At what point did you lock in on that? Well, the thing is, during the week, they usually all play at the same time. Uh-huh. So there was no way to even look at what's going on. So it's just... He came to the counter and was like, I just won. I'm like, okay, let's go look at this. Congratulations. <laughs> we're going to need you to fill out a tax form also uh, while we uh, while we go through this process. Um, wow. $18,000. I mean, we've had a couple tickets bigger than that. Uh, during football season, we've had $28,000, $30,000 tickets that hit. You, you hear about people who, let's say they're on an eight-team an eight parlay, and they're seven legs through successfully who will who will hedge um is that something where the house will ever approach somebody and say hey are you willing to take a 17 play out and stop right now or is the house always willing to let it ride and see what happens well it's something that the industry is changing depending on the the vendors that they have the platforms yeah. uh, whether you can actually cash out yourself instead of actually having to do the hedge work and and figure out how much you want to put on each side okay so there's there's like a mathematical algorithm that they have that says you can cash this out we currently don't have that, so the customer would have to figure out how much he wants to hedge off of it if he wanted to lock in a winning. Yeah, well, it certainly uh, certainly makes sense. All right, we've got uh, we've got the golf promotion still going. The uh, it's a fifty dollar wager in the sports book, and they get a thirty dollar round of golf. Is that right? Is it thirty? It's thirty, 30 yeah. right now. During uh, when the when the season picks up, because uh-huh. usually we stopped it at a certain point in time. This year sure. we're actually going to leave it where it raises goes up to forty dollars. Okay, but that's going to be when it's hot over there at the, the golf course to play when their season picks up. When they used to make us cut it off. There you go. Well, I love it, and uh, know that that's been an incredibly popular uh, deal as well. All right. So what else is going? On? Remind remind people that haven't been here in a while, maybe have never been here, why they're coming to the sports book at uh, at the Golden Moon. Well, I mean, our, our we offer a lot of bets to make, uh, but one of the big things we have going on that was just announced was our Bocoma property is going under construction. We're going to have a sports book down there that's going to rival this sports book. Wow. Uh, so all our customers down there that currently just got a little corner to work in, now they get to have a big big area that's going to be built up, and they're going to be able to watch like they, we do here with all these screens and just have a lot of fun. But, uh, I mean, the excitement goes on. I mean, we hear people screaming and yelling about my back office when uh, <laughs> during the Xavier game. It's incredible. The madness that you get at your house, you can get at the sports book and uh, get in on the action as well. Chris, always great to see you. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Chris Hopwood, he's the director of the sports book here at the Golden Moon, 5 o'clock hour, coming up next with you in the Pearl River Resort Studios. Super Talk Mississippi. Check this out. Are you ready? Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi.
Sports, Sports Talk Mississippi with you on this Friday live from the Pearl River Resort Studios, which today is inside the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino. It appears as if the majority of our live studio audience is uh, is laying the nine points with UConn and Iona. It, it's pretty obvious that yeah, they, they took the, the Huskies and gave the points because they are they are they are enthralled with every bucket. It was a uh, it was a quiet first half yeah. with uh, Iona taking a uh, a lead into the locker room, but uh, this one has swift uh, switched pretty dramatically in the uh, second half. You can join us on the ceasefire text line at 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Give your business the edge with gigabit fiber internet from ceasefire business, backed by world class. Uh, IT professionals who live where you do. That's right here in C Spire country. 601-879-4395. We remind you that uh, Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by Genteel Apparel. Find them online at genteelapparel.com. A lot of their spring merchandise is in. New stripes, new solids, uh, some new fabrics, all of it great looking, all of it great feeling and great fitting. Plus the uh, the staples in your wardrobe, like the uh, the performance weight pullovers, uh, little slightly heavier weight pullovers, like the one I'm wearing today. Golf shirts, pullovers, shorts. I'm telling you, they're the best shorts I've ever owned. They've got the the inseam is just the right length. The pockets are good. It, they're really really good. You can try them at GenteelApparel.com or find your local men's store that uh, carries Genteel. Good to be with you as always. Uh, it's been a basketball and baseball show, but we are never far from college football, and it's time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log in to buyfordnow.com and find out why the best-selling trucks are built Ford Tough. But don't you dare stop there. Test drive the F-150 F-Series, America's best-selling trucks for 46 straight years. Or the all-new Super Duty, or if you're looking for a pickup, give the Ranger or Maverick a try. All at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Michael Borky always tells us that he hates list season. No, I don't hate list season. It's the opposite. But I hate it. So I I did something like this when you guys were off, uh, but this is from on three. It's not the worst list we've ever seen, honestly. They ranked the SEC coaches one through 14. Okay. I do have some qualms with this list, though. I think it's uh, faulty in logic in some places and pretty sound in others. Okay. Uh, Should we start at the top and work our way down? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let's start at the top. Work yeah, our way start down. Start at the bottom because it, it makes them. He's he's the only one who you don't you don't have an argument. There's no argument for where you have to rank Zach Arnett. He has to be last. Well, hold on. You just wait just a darn second on that. I didn't wait. Point me to the other coach in the SEC that has never lost a game as a head coach. Oh, you're not wrong. And yet we're going to put him dead last. He, he's, he's last. Dead last is harsh. He just lasts. It should be like N.A., like non-applicable, but, you know. Yeah. He gets an asterisk? Like well, an incomplete. <laughs> or an asterisk? I'm trying to think, like, who was the last time, who was the last coach that had not been a head coach that was hired in the SEC? I guess Smart. Uh, Sam Pittman? Pittman. I mean, well, Pitt- Beamer more recently, I guess. Or was that yeah, the same yeah. class? That was that was not the same class. No, Beamer's uh, on year three. 
Yeah. So, but my question would be like, Pittman might have been ranked last, but when Kirby Smart was hired at Georgia, he wasn't last. There's no way you convinced me Kirby Smart was. The- yeah, but he was a championship-winning coordinator under Nick Saban. With all due respect to Zach Arnett, he hadn't won anything. Bowl championship last year. Yeah, they they did. A championship recognized in like which, four which counties. The Egg Bowl Championship. Yeah. He was not the head coach for the Egg Bowl. Uh, he won the. He was the. Okay, fine. He was the uh, ReliQuest Bowl. Yes, champion. yes. See, I would argue that. Right. You go. get like a Dolphin Trophy or something. Yeah, you, I think you do. Do you? I don't know. I, just, I, I haven't with seen it. it. That would make sense. Anyway. UConn uh, can pull away well in, the, uh, in the second half. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Zach Arnett is 14th on this list. Less about coaching ability, more about volume of Resume. opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Okay. After that, number 13. Ooh. Ooh, a little salty. Eli Drinkowitz. Oh, boy. I, I mean. Or Elia, if you prefer. Uh, who, who's done better... Considering their resources, Drinkwitz or Jimbo? Considering what they have to work with. Drinkwitz. I mean, mean, when you think about the advantages or lack thereof, but yeah, no, it makes sense here. I mean, he is, he's uninspiring, they're not fun, they're not winning a lot of football games, it's just kind of there. He's just kind of there. Interesting thing is, Mizzou is an athletics department, has kind of got it going on. Doing well. Like they, they, they made a really good basketball hire. Uh, they, a relatively new athletics director, Desiree Francois, and uh, she's done a really nice job. Um, so, Drinkwitz at 13, Clark Lee at 12. I understand it. I think he's done a better job than people give him credit for. I, I get it. I'm not going to argue that he should be above Billy Napier, for example, because Napier's run at Louisiana is very impressive. Okay. But but Clark Lee's better than people give him credit for a- around the SEC. It, it, he, Vanderbilt is such an afterthought, and he's such an afterthought, so I get it. But last year was a really good coaching job. Billy Napier at 11? I wouldn't have him behind Pittman myself. I know year one at Florida wasn't great. I, I get that, but I mean, are we going to ignore what he did at Louisiana, or, or is that just going to be odd? Oh, doesn't matter. Sam Pittman at ten. I mean, Pittman's had what uh, a nine win and an eight win season. I know. I know. Two years ago was nine. Did they win eight last year? Were they were they eight and five? Uh, no, they, seven they, and six. Didn't they end up playing three and goal? seven, nine and four, seven and six, seven and six? I mean, that 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 gets him ahead of Napier. Why? He won nine games in the SEC with a program that had won four games the previous, uh, you know, the three years earlier. Nine. Uh, Billy Napier had a three-year run at Louisiana of eleven, ten, and twelve I mean, wins. I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying, I, I don't have an issue with that. Hugh Freeze at number nine. So, uh, as as a one of our Twitter followers reminded me today, I'm the I'm a huge Hugh Freeze hater, and with no reason to be that. Uh, him at nine is kind of a joke. It is. I don't like him. I think he's going to end up failing at Auburn. But until the failure happens, a lot of winning's going to happen. If you were starting a program today, you would pick Hugh Freeze over Jimbo Fisher, who's ahead of him. You'd what? pick Hugh Freeze over Mark Stoops. Who's going to win you more football games, Hugh Freeze or Mark Stoops? 
Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze is going to win you more football games. And those this are, is too those, low. Those are two names that are in front of him, one directly. Uh, Jimbo Fisher at number eight. I actually respect them putting him that low because yeah. he has a national championship. You, you I could, think he's too high, though. You could put him behind Freeze for sure, for sure. Number seven, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, just right in the middle. This time last year I would have had him higher, and, and now he takes this little bit of a step back. I understand what Shane Beamer looks like he's going to do. I like Shane Beamer. He's recruiting well. He's got the energy. He's got the perspective. Uh, instead of taking shots at his fans, he brings his players up to the upper decks to tell them what the fans sacrifice to go to games. It's uh, quite a different message uh, coming from him than uh, the guy that he's in front of. But Shane Beamer's best record ever as a head coach is 8-5. and five, Ever. Lane Kiffin at FAU and Ole Miss in six years has won double-digit games three times. Historically bad football programs. In six years, he's won double-digit games three times. The clip Borky calling Ole Miss a historically I mean, if an Ole Miss fan gets mad at that, they're just lying to themselves. Ole Miss is not a historically good football program. Ole Miss doesn't... I mean, that was their first 10-win regular season ever, okay? So... It's not historically bad. I mean, in the 60s, it was good uh, when my dad was That's in diapers. history was happening. So um, him being behind Beamer and even Stoops, I think, is wrong. Because behind the Twitter and, and behind the flirting with other jobs and the Sokoloff trolling and all that stuff is a guy that, again, has won double-digit games three times in six years at Florida Atlantic and Ole Miss. Beamer at six, that. Mark Stoops at five. Josh Heupel at four. Sure. Brian Kelly, three. Nick Saban, two. One. No no debate with the top three. No debate. And in that order? Yeah. Yeah, because national championships, yeah. And smart right now. Yeah. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. That's your college football fix. Driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. We got more coming up with you right after this. Mississippi, Super Talk, Mississippi. Welcome again, Sports Talk, Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm and Supertalk TV. Thanks for being with us. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can join us on the C Spire text line at 601-879-4395. You get games everywhere you turn. Whether you are at your house with a remote control in your hand, or uh, you are at the sports book at the Golden Moon Casino, and everywhere you look, you got uh, action, uh, including... Mississippi State women's basketball. They are playing in the 11-6 game against the Creighton Blue Jays. That's correct. Blue Jays. Jays. And uh, Mississippi State has an early lead, 18-11, with about two and a half minutes to go in the first half of uh, first quarter, rather, of uh, of that ball game. Playing in South Bend, Indiana. That's correct. 
Is Notre Dame one of the teams they knocked out? No. No. Seen they lost through the championship game. It is. I got you. I, I was I was I looked at it and was trying to think, I wonder if Notre Dame fans like that are just randomly there, if they're picking a team to cheer for. It's Dan and I think it must be state. It's gonna be It is kind of funny that the uh, the arena is the Purcell Pavilion. Oh yeah. What an odd coincidence. Kind, kind of uh, kind of kind of fun. No relation? I, not to my knowledge, so I don't I don't think so. I'd be really surprised if Sam Purcell was Catholic. Huh. Doesn't strike you as a uh, yeah, good Catholic? Not. No, he doesn't strike me as a Catholic. He strikes me good Southern Baptist kind of guy. Okay. Um, yeah, he 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 will he will step to the uh, to the pulpit and sell his program. He will. It. He will. He's a good. That's why he's a good recruiter. If um, all right, what do we got? Let's see. What what do we got going? This is the. the I know we got March Madness. That's that no. I'm, the, I'm getting there. I'm okay. Getting there. I promise. That's I promise. the result I want to talk about in a second. Ten oh two to go in the second half. UConn up eleven sixty three fifty two over Iona. That is the only NCAA tournament game going right now. They will ramp back up at five fifty. Uh, Farley Dickinson and Purdue. <laughs> Now I'm just having fun with it. Porky's like, can you go on vacation again? Can you just leave? I mean, the last five days of this show were my favorite five days in years. In the history of the world, right? I mean. Since since the last time I was gone for an extended period. Like a week before that. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) shut up. Jeez. Uh, okay, the, the 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 result that Brian hated. We've got SEC baseball. We've got two finals. Uh, Alabama had a seven to six lead going into the bottom of the ninth inning in Gainesville, trying to split a series with a really good Florida Gators team, and they did they blew not it. do it. Florida got a home run to tie it at seven. Had a base hit. They ended up walking it off. They get an eight-seven win on, on a on an infield single. Guy score from second or third? From third. Okay. Uh, so there's that, and then there's this from the baseball hotbed that is Columbia, Missouri, Como, in front of about a dozen people. I don't know if you saw some highlights. Uh, Nobody there. Official attendance one thousand seven hundred sixty-one. Michael Borky says fewer than that. More, more like sixty-one. Uh, final score: the Missouri Tigers nine, the Tennessee Volunteers Uno. Tennessee forgot to bring their shaved bats mm-hmm. from last year, and uh, uh, they'll make sure to bring those on the next road trip, and they'll be. This right. was a game. My guess is with the weather up there, they could have used those fur coats. Uh, nine to one, the final score. Nine runs, eleven hits, no errors today for the Missouri Tigers. Tennessee had vaunted offense, one run on three hits with an error. They left three men on base. Ugh. Uh, really good pitching day today for Missouri's Chandler Murphy, the starter. Six innings, three hits, one earned run, two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, Chase Dolander, who makes up one third of maybe the best pitching staff in the SEC, at least on paper. Five and two thirds, nine hits, six earned runs. He walked one and struck out four. You said you wanted to talk about it. That is a very – I mean, it's just one game. Just one. Tennessee can win the next two games by a combined, you know, 31-4. to four. Possible. But that's a very surprising we, – we've been talking about Missouri. Like, Missouri is like this sneaky good team right this second. They've won games I, didn't, I wouldn't have expected them to win. Yeah, and you, if you look at Missouri's schedule overall, you're not like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. But they're now 14-3, and, and they start conference play with a win. 
And for a team that, you remember when we were kind of doing our baseball previews, and I kept going back to the fact, yeah, Missouri's bad, right? Right, we all agree. Mm-hmm. But they won 10 conference games last year. Right. They went 10-20 and 20 in the SEC last year. And so maybe they're not as bad as we make them out to be. I think part of the reason we make them out to be bad is because nobody cares there. That, that's well, maybe part of the reason. They were bad last year, but at the same time, you know, when you when you only you go ten and twenty, right? Yeah. What that means is if you can find four wins in conference play, mm-hmm. how do, you go to the NCAA tournament. Yeah, fourteen and sixteen, you're in. Thirteen and seventeen, you got a you shot. Got a shot, yeah. So I mean, they're not that far off. Yeah. So that's a good, and getting a win against Tennessee, that's a win you probably weren't expecting to get. So tomorrow afternoon at two o'clock, Sunday afternoon at one o'clock, and uh, that series becomes far more interesting, and uh, you'll have a lot more eyeballs perhaps tuned to the scoreboard from Columbia after Tennessee gets the game one win. Auburn and Arkansas are playing. And last we saw, there was no score in that game. Have you seen a score up there? I have not. Arkansas hit a massive home run, I think, to go up 2 nothing. Okay. One of those that traveled a long way? Possibly cleared the scoreboard in right. Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Big fly. Big, big, big fly. Uh, 5-2, Arkansas leading it over Auburn now in the bottom oh, of the fourth inning. That one, jeez. Uh, but... Five minutes away, five, ten minutes away from first pitch for Mississippi State and Kentucky. LSU, Texas A&M gets started at 6 a.m. in College Station. Get your bubbles ready. Uh, Ole Miss and Vanderbilt also get started at 6 at uh, Hawkins Field in Nashville. Told you earlier, this is normally the time we would have a uh, Food Friday presented by Polks, but because of the baseball coverage, pushing that to Monday, we'll do a weekend review. We remind you, when uh, you head to the grocery store, be sure to look for the Polks Meat Packaging. You can check out their website, polksmeat.com, to see all of their offerings and some cool recipe ideas as well. But remember, no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polks. However... I see no reason not to have, at least among ourselves, an abbreviated Food Friday. Just an appetizer. We'll, we'll do this. On, we'll give it its full due on Monday, a full report from the weekend. Are you home alone all weekend, or is it just uh, today? They'll be back tomorrow uh, evening. Okay. Yeah. So you're going home tonight, and you're going to cook? Yeah. Do some uh, some shrimp pasta, some Cajun pasta. Got a little spinach, too. I'll put a little spinach. In shrimp salad, shrimp sandwich, Scrimp. shrimp yeah. pasta. Yeah. That's that's about all there is. Ah, okay. Uh, any other plans? Yeah, I'm or- doing wings tomorrow. I haven't had wings in a while. So. It's all by yourself? Yeah. Not even going to invite a friend over to hang out and watch basketball? All my friends are gone. Like all the people I hang out with in Starville, Steph and Robbie. Are, Steph is in uh, uh, South Bend. Mm. Robbie and Steve are in uh, Lexington. Uh, I think, I don't know where, where Sokoloff is, but... Maybe I'll call him. Okay. There you go. So we can have wings together then. We could. What about you, Borky? You gonna, I, I, are you gonna do a full sleeve of saltines again? Or are you gonna, uh, no, I, I might mix it up a little bit. That's what happens, you know, when when you talk to the tax man and you realize, uh, you know, the, the issues like that guy there. In you, Texas every week said I'm having uh, sardines and man, uh, the, you don't have to pay them all at once. The, the Kroger branded uh, saltines are a dollar twenty seven for the the four <laughs> sleeves. So he's just getting, I'm getting salt I'm and crackers. Getting the cheap version, no, but I, I'm more flabbergasted. <laughs> I, I respect it honestly. I'm not flabbergasted. If I have the house to myself, I am not cooking a thing. I am I'm like ordering DoorDash well, so and being I can't, as lazy I can't as possible. Have shrimp when my wife is home. Oh, that's right. 
right. shellfish right. allergy. So whenever she's gone, that's on the menu. Make sure the dishes are washed before she gets back. You know yeah. what I've not yet had this spring? I have not done crawfish, either cooked or bought. And it's time. I went out to dinner at a place that does crawfish, and I was going to get them, but they were doing a crawfish boil. Oh, in the back, yeah, and they were like, "We can't do everything we've got's going to this." I got I you. Like, ah, it's like a shrimp. We were going to do crawfish this weekend, but I feel like for some reason this is so goofy. You can't eat crawfish when it's cold. I don't know why. I can't do it. It's just something about the weather. Like it's got to be warm or or I comfortable because that's it. like you you eat it outside or at least you should. I disagree. Yeah. I mean, with with a good beer and instead, like you know, it being. 48 degrees or whatever tomorrow. It's a little spicy. That can be your. Uh, that can warm you up. That you know, instead of the beer, make it a little bourbon. And they get colder faster. And cold crawfish isn't very good. Not if you eat quickly. True. Yes, yeah. It's just like you don't need a koozie if you drink it fast enough. Yeah. A huggy. Are you suggesting that he drink bourbon with crawfish? Why not? I've had bourbon. With it. Yeah. Huh. Beer's a better pair. Oh, yeah. for sure. Uh, if, we're, if we're talking about we want to get warm, we can get a little bourbon down in us. I've got a friend that does red wine with crawfish. Bait. He cracks me up. Oh, wow. I, I uh, that, man. <laughs> hey, Dad's like, I don't trust that guy. <laughs> got my brother in town this weekend. Nice. Go, uh, throw some steaks and some salmon on the grill tomorrow night. There you go. Late tomorrow afternoon, tomorrow night. Get some uh, basketball on TV, some baseball on TV. Need another Oxford uh, uh, remote so I can go CLB. I didn't get to see him because I had COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it did uh, M-Trade Park coming up soon. Sports Talk Mississippi. We're back with you after this. TV Mississippi continues. You had uh, Chris Beard making more money than... Yeah. It's true. Zach Arnett. Not, not the best stat of the day in the world. Well, here's one for you. May I, may I offer a submission? Sure. Stat I've got of, another one, too. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Number one. NCAA tournament unders today are 7-0. and This year, 20-7. and And over the last three years, 30 games over 500. Wow. I know only losers play unders. Apparently not. No, but winners play unders. But yeah, there you go. Take, it's, it's like it's like betting the don't come line on on uh, craps. It's, it's you know takes a special breed. Mm. You gotta be will, you gotta be willing to cheer for misses. You gotta be willing to cheer for losses. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, Michael Borky, your stat of the day. Uh, yeah, just a, a viewership thing. Uh, yesterday, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, number two. Number two, uh, the most watched day one of the NCAA tournament since 2015. That is a long time ago. Hmm? Eight, Almost eight and a half million pe- people on average were watching basketball yesterday at any given time. Well, there you go. That's during the work one day. I was one of them. I was watching while I was working. Well, that's kind of what we're supposed to do. But. Yeah. I don't have a stat of the day. Which is weird because I had Fox Sports Radio on as I was putting stuff together yesterday, and they had a couple of guys talking about how nobody's interested in Marsh Madness anymore. Is it too I what? thought, 
No, the opposite. Oh. But, you know, I thought, it's well, well that's weird. It's but, not woke enough? Oh, no, it's just, it, it was other stuff. Okay. It, but uh, apparently people are in. There's some people that thought Iowa was too woke because their jerseys had equality on them. Uh, okay. So I heard. Well, uh, when I think, okay, here we go. When I think woke, the great state of Iowa is the first place I go. Is it now? Yeah. Is it now? Yeah. Nothing more woke than corn. They're not afraid to cancel somebody, though, are they? Huh? The Iowans? They'll, oh, they'll cancel you. Shout uh, out to B-dubs. Well, except for Kirk Ferentz. They, they want to cancel that. They want to cancel Brian Ferentz really badly. Oh, you know what's really funny, though? Hey, Dad, I, I saw... So, hey, Dad and I talked about Wilkins' column yesterday. Wilkins? Because he, What did he write about? Um, he... Pointed to the Brandon Miller and Chris Beard thing and said that that was encouraged by the SEC, basically, and that it's an SEC problem. Oh, because it just means more? And and, and I talked about it from a perspective of, like, Alabama's fair game. Or as the lady on the beach said, it just means more. First pitch with Carangelo. Hit him. Yeah. Way to start off, buddy. Criticism of Ole Miss is fair game, but when when you engage in like that hyperbole of it's only an SEC problem, it makes you look like a joke. Because look at the Big Ten, for example, all of their major brands have either settled or been involved in decades long covering up of abhorrent things in the name of protecting sports. So it, it yeah. just hyperbolic garbage. But it's funny. Yesterday he he publishes that column and then also says. How are Iowa fans putting up with this? And he like had the record of both their football and basketball coaches in the postseason. It's like, wait, you argued that it shouldn't be just about wins, and now you're saying that they they need to, to fire these coaches there because they're not winning enough. Like, I mean, aren't Fran McCaffrey and Kirk Ferentz generally thought to be? They decent? haven't had a ton of. Uh, well, the, the football had a little bit of Iowa. Iowa basketball has not had any real postseason success. All right. Our, our friends from you, the, who have the UConn uh, and the points, they are going to get their they're going to get their money. Laying the points, they're not getting points. Right, they're right. laying the they're points. Laying the points. Yeah. They're up twenty. They can cash that ticket. I think. Well, it's be all right. it, careful, careful. It's be all right. Chris Hopwood would like a word. He's not cashing any tickets until that thing reads no, 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 all zeros saying, feel, and all replays have been cleared. It, it feels it feels good right now. Yeah, so. they should feel good. Yeah. Is there anything that feels well? Yeah. There's a small group of things in life that, that feel better than holding a winning ticket. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a great. It's, it's an adrenaline it's, rush it's, to, to go up to it the counter with the ticket. It is a huge adrenaline it's, rush. It's fun, yeah. Yes. Uh, you know, if you got a, a stack of black chips from one of the tables here, that's a good feeling too. Yeah, yeah. I can't relate to that one. I've had a couple times. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's that's a good feeling when you like when you when they say when I say color me up and then all that green and red turns into about six seven blacks. You're like, okay, all right. It was a good night at the office. All right, there you go. And then there's the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, when you just walk away, you've uh, like we're going to Waffle House, right? <laughs> it's like you didn't even lose enough to get a buffet ticket. Ah. It's like, what are you doing, man? Come on. <laughs> Come on! When I was in Vegas, we were at the absolute cheapest, dumpiest casino in Vegas. Why? Because we were hammered and it was four in the morning, and why not? And their restaurant, I'm not making this, their restaurant in there was a Burger King. And I just asked, I was like, can I get a comp for the Burger King? He's like, no. I was like, it's Burger King. And he's like, you're playing $5 blackjack, man. You'll be all right. 
It's like, oh, fuck. So I couldn't even get a free Whopper out of the guy. Hey. So. Why did you end up at the, just be, it is, there was a party, it was a party, and it was like a frat house in there, man. We were just like, let's go in there. People were doing Jaeger bombs at the, at the tables. It was unbelievable. I mean, do we need to talk about what the options are that are available there? Oh, at four in the morning, you can go anywhere you want. But we were just walking past, we're like, that place is happening, let's go in. So you were on the way to whatever seedy motel you were staying in. I was staying at the MGM Grand, thank you very much. Well, then why were you walking by the seedy casino? It, was, on the it was next door to the... It was on the street. just down from the... It just down. Okay. Yeah. When was, your, when was your last trip to Vegas? Oh, oh, let me tie two questions together. Fifteen. Let me... Oh, well. You, you ruined it. I was going to tie together a question that I asked you earlier today. We were making a reference to Catholics not being able to eat meat or yeah. whatever. And I was like, when's the last time you went to confession? Then I was going to ask, have you, which has happened more recently, a trip to Vegas or confession? It's close. It's close. I'd have to think about it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Vegas. You think you've been to Vegas so more so recently? when I go back to confession, i got to throw whatever happened on that trip there. Oh. Yeah. 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 Nothing huh. too bad. No, I wasn't suggesting. No. Otherwise. Yeah. I'm not going to end up on HBO or anything. For Vegas or confession? For Vegas. Okay. Yeah. So unsure. Um, do we have any matchups? Tomorrow is when it gets fun. Yesterday like, was fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well. Yeah. I guess I should. I say mean, it. we've got a 12-13 game, right? No. 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 We don't. We don't. We don't. Well. We have the, a five thirteen. The first two days are some of the coolest days in sports, yeah. right? Where where you've got the upsets and you're looking for it, and then you got the seven fifteen game. But then when you get to Saturday Sunday of opening weekend, you get some pretty compelling matchups. Yeah. I mean Arkansas Kansas. That's a good game. That's a good matchup. That's, that's a one seed facing a, a live if, if dog. The basketball seed. game is as good as the Liberty Bowl was. We're in for a treat. Oh yeah. Oh. Good call. Yeah. I didn't get to watch that in real time. Oh, Bork and I were on the air. We were like, is this really happening? It was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. The best part of that game, though, is still the guy in the hog suit standing up and blocking the camera. I laughed about ten times watching that. Um, This place is getting busy. People are. Yeah, there's a lot going on. There's Again, bingo stuff. I didn't know that. Oh, casino bingo is a thing, yeah. Yeah, no, it absolutely big is. Kind of thing, yeah. And I'm imagining that it's big crowd. You got poker tournaments on the horizon. And don't forget about the live entertainment that is coming up. April 15th, genuine tickets on sale right now at PearlRiverResort.com. May 27th, Sawyer Brown. Tickets going on sale soon. Well, that might be a good date night for you. What do you think? Well, some girls do. Uh, Jeff Foxworthy coming in June. Date to be announced soon. Fluffy coming in July. And uh, those tickets will be going on sale soon as well. Fluffy, better known as Gabriel Iglesias. Or I guess Gabriel Iglesias, better, better known, known as, as Fluffy. Fluffy. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, but, yeah. And uh, and you guys tell me that uh, he's, he's oh, great. he's funny. Yeah. He's great. He's really funny. But genuine. Little Pony. Yeah. He had another song, didn't he? Or am I thinking of Shaggy? I think I'm thinking of Shaggy. Shaggy is... Yeah, boom It wasn't me. Yeah, okay, I'm thinking of Shaggy. Is that all All for Shaggy? Surely there's been more than that. I, Such a distinctive voice. I mean, we can look him up here. I don't, I don't, I don't want the uh, Scooby one. The Scooby. Scooby Shaggy. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Borky, I know you guys floated this yesterday. Is In terms of sports weekends... 
Where does this one rank? This was my third. It was first college football Saturday. Okay. Master Sunday. Okay. Opening round of the NCAA tournament. NFL wildcard weekend. Rivalry Saturday college football. That was my top five. Those are your top five. And you would put Wild Card Weekend ahead of Division Round Weekend? Yeah, and uh, just volume you the same of number games. Of, well, but, oh, they changed it. You get four games, four games those two weekends, don't you? It's six for Wild Card. Oh, so you got more of them. Yeah, there's more games. Because uh, well, well, they expanded the playoff, remember, only one team gets a bye now. I might put the Division Round ahead of the Wild Card Weekend. I had... I said I couldn't put a date on it, but there will be a random college football weekend where there's like three top ten matchups on top of everything else. That would be number one. And they happen to fall where there's one that kicks off at 11, one that kicks off at 2.30, and one that kicks off at 6. Exactly. You just hope it's not like a weekend where Mississippi State's playing southeastern Louisiana at 3 in the afternoon. That's correct. Yeah, I don't want that. Sports Talk Mississippi, one last time with you from the Sportsbook at the Golden Moon Casino when we come back. Super Talk Mississippi. Introducing to you Sports Talk Mississippi. One last time on this Friday afternoon, reminder that Sports Talk Mississippi is brought to you in part by M-Trade Park. Big sports happening every single weekend at M-Trade Park, whether you're looking for youth baseball, fast pitch softball, or soccer. You can find the full schedule of events on their website under the events tab at mtradepark.com. If you're going to play Play M Trade from Lexington. Bottom of the first inning, not the start that Mississippi State was looking for. Three nothing, Kentucky leading it over Mississippi State. Um, Send Jay on the mound for uh, Mississippi State. Hit by pitch, walk, single, hit by pitch. Uh, not what they were hoping. Then gave up a uh, a two run single in there as well after a sack fly. So three nothing, Kentucky in the uh, bottom of the first inning, game one of that series in Lexington. Ole Miss and Vanderbilt get started in about ten minutes. Paul joins us right now. Paul is the poker man here at the Golden Moon Casino. Kind to uh, stop by and spend a few minutes with us. Good to see you again. You too. You too. It's been about three months since I saw you last. Yeah, it's Millie and Philly time once again, and uh, this is a big weekend, right? Absolutely. We've got a 350 k guarantee main event going on this weekend. Six hundred dollars to buy in. We've got a flight today, two flights tomorrow. Play for the big money on Sunday. How? At what point? When do you have to buy in to be able to be eligible for that big prize? So you can actually buy in as late as Sunday morning at ten a.m. Okay. What would? All right. So I mean, I know people love to play poker. So that there's that's part of it, right? I mean, sure. But what would be the advantage to waiting? Versus the disadvantage to waiting. You just don't have as much time to build your, your stack? Exactly, and you start with less chips relative to the blind level. So if you come in Sunday morning at the very last minute, 
maybe you're only going to get 25 big blinds, whereas if you come in earlier in the tournament, you might have 150 big blinds. Gotcha. Right. What is the response to, to these tournaments that you're doing? The, the Million Philly, which is a once-a-quarter tournament, once a three-month. And, and I know when we talked Good Grief a year ago, it was it was growing almost every tournament. still is. The Million Philly just continues to get stronger. It's a great product they have here at Pearl River resorts in in that in that poker tournament and it only grows every time we do it it's gained a national reputation i i travel all over the country putting on poker tournaments used to be nobody would talk about the million philly but now when i'm out there on the road i hear people talking about it even people that have no idea that i'm involved with it they're just discussing it at the table and they say hey y'all know about this tournament down in central mississippi and people say no what is that about and it's man it's great you know yeah. you gotta go check it out yeah and so somebody's gonna walk away with a hundred thousand dollars uh sometime sunday afternoon sunday evening I- i'm curious paul when when you look at poker as a national obsession when did it really take hold so it was 2004 okay. when Chris Moneymaker won the main event. And that's I, when it changed? That's when it changed. Everything changed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think back to the movie Rounders when they were when they were watching the old World Series events, you know, from, from the 80s at, at that time in, in the movie and, and kind of that contributing to the pop culture phenomenon. But, sure. So that movie came out in like 1998. Yeah. In, in those days, the main event out in Vegas was maybe... 350, 400. If they had 600, it was just huge. Uh, the main event now in Vegas is 6,500, 7,500. I think the record's around 8,200. And they say this year, if they break the record out at the World Series, somebody's going to get a main event seat for the rest of their life. They're going to do a random drawing oh, wow. for somebody in the field to get a main event seat for the rest of their life. And, and so in terms of the main event, 8,200 participants make the main event? Or that's that's, that's all, the record. That's the feeder events that's, to it. No, that's that's the actual $10,000 buy-in main event. Wow. That's it, the record. It really is incredible. Um, what's on the horizon in terms of poker here at the Golden Moose? So we'll be back. Millie and Philly will be back July the 20th to July 31st. Okay. We'll have the Millie and Philly again. Uh, it'll be a similar schedule. It'll be a 350K guarantee on the opening weekend and a 350K guarantee on the main event weekend, along with some 100K guarantees in the middle. We look forward to be as big as ever. All right, so you got one going on right now. You can get into the Millie and Philly tournament this weekend as late as Sunday. When When is the deadline? Like, if you want to jump in tonight, when is the deadline to just before the last hand has dealt tonight? How does that work? It's the beginning of level 10. So it's about 11.15 p.m. tonight. Right. That's your deadline tonight. You, you got till 11 o'clock tonight to get in. Tomorrow's wide open. You can do it up until about 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. So if you're a poker player in central Mississippi or the surrounding areas, no excuse not to be here, right? Get in the car. Yeah. Right. Yeah, makes for a great weekend. And then when you take a break, you can scoot over to the sports book and get a little action over here. Got great food, got the whole deal going. Paul, it's great to catch up with you, man. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Paul is running the Millie in Philly poker event here at the Golden Moon Casino. Just part of a ton happening this weekend. You got golf, a little cooler maybe than you would have liked. But uh, don't forget you've got the uh, the play and play package. $50 play in the sports book gets you a $30 round of golf across the street. You can come out a winner all the way around on that. You got the sports book, 16 TVs from where I sit, women's college basketball. You got baseball stuff happening. 
you got, of course, the men's college basketball tournament and a whole lot more. Thanks for being with us. What a fun way to wrap up the week. For Michael Borky and Brian Haydad and Will East, I'm Richard Cross in the Pearl River Resort Studio. Have a great night. a business is tough. If you're struggling with HR benefits and payroll, you're not alone. Many businesses just don't have the resources to keep up. That's where MWG Employer Services comes in. We provide a full range of employer services with everything from payroll to benefits to HR services and compliance and can create a custom plan that fits your needs and budget. We're a Mississippi-based company that can help you focus on what you do best, growing your business. Call MWG Employer Services today at 601-206-7966 or go to mwgemployerservices.com. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.